Howdy, Howdy folks. folks. I'm Sarah Rose. And I'm Tammy. And we're here to talk to friends near and far about things they're doing to take matters into their own hands and do it themselves. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Dirty Hands Podcast. Here at Dirty Hands Podcast, we want the conversation to include you. So Sarah Rose, tell our listeners where they can find us. They can find us on Instagram at Dirty Hands Podcast, our website, dirtyhandspodcast.com, by email, dirtyhandspodcast at gmail.com, or you can continue the conversation over on our Telegram at t.me slash dirtyhandspodcast. We would also love your feedback, so rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher and give us some stars. Hi, Sarah Rose. Hi, Tammy. How's it going? Well, digging our way out of Hurricane Ian uh, debris. Yeah, you guys got some pretty serious flooding over in your neck of the woods. That's been kind of the story of my summer. But yeah, I've never seen the water this high. Um, we didn't really have any structural damage. I lost some some crops, but nothing that can't be replaced. How about your place? We did okay. We lost an outbuilding, um, but nothing on the main house. And we lost some crops and parts of some fruit trees. But otherwise, I think we did pretty well. I just feel very fortunate that we didn't have the damage that they've had down in southwest Florida. And And even in the east side of Volusia County, it's been so flooded. And also, we got a gift of some extra free time from Ian and uh, neither of us have to work at our day jobs today. So I'm excited we get to spend some more time recording and working on this little project that we've been working on. Yeah, so here we are at episode five. Can you believe it? We're podcasters, Sarah. We're actual real podcasters and people listen to our podcast. It's so exciting. It is exciting. I do want to address the, uh, the audio a little bit. Sometimes we record at my house or in Tammy's beautiful law office in downtown Deland. And sometimes you can hear background noises, like mostly my dogs <laughs> or things like that. So we're just, we're still working on the kinks and we're still learning how to produce this. So we're still getting our hands dirty. We are getting our hands dirty. You and I had talked about doing this for so long. And had we waited until everything was perfect, we, we would never, have never would have done it. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> we're doing it. So bear with us. We are you know, in the process of learning better ways to edit, purchasing microphones so that the audio is a little better. But don't fault us for jumping in and getting started because we're still bringing you good content. Yes, absolutely. And you guys seem to be liking it so far. And speaking of good content, we have today in the studio with us, Lori Gray. Lori Gray. Hi, Lori. Incomparable. (laughs) This is super cool. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. We brought Lori in today because she is not only a DIY extraordinaire, She's also a personal trainer, and she's going to talk to us about DIY home gyms. 
What do you think about that, Tammy? Well, I think that home gyms are really important for a lot of reasons. For me personally, when I first started working out, I didn't want anyone to see me. <laughs> so a home gym would have been a perfect way, a perfect gateway for me. I would get up at five o'clock in the morning and run in the pitch dark so that nobody would see me or make fun of me. <laughs> so I think that's one reason why people might want a home gym. Plus, you mean vanity? Vanity. The vanity. <laughs> Plus, convenience. Convenience. If you have a crazy work schedule and there's not a gym open or there's not a gym open near you or you've just had a hurricane or you're quarantined, then a home gym would be something perfect to have. So, or if you're germophobic and you don't want to go to the gym where other people's germs are. Mm-hmm. That's a good reason to have a home gym too. So Lori, (laughs) tell us about what got you started in fitness. Well, what got me started was just me wanting to get fit. Back when I, my son was small, I was a single mom and also taking care of my dad. And so hiring a personal trainer was not something that I could do. So I just kind of figured, well, I'll learn how to be a personal trainer on my own. And then that way I'll know what to do and then I can do it. And then there you go. So teach yourself. (laughs) Exactly. I studied for, I don't know, maybe six or seven months, took my exam and just started training myself. So I started very small. I had maybe two pairs of dumbbells and I would work out in my bedroom. So like exactly what you just said, I was too scared to go to a gym, too embarrassed. And I actually did embarrass myself terribly the first time I went to the Y (laughs) <laughs> and, like dropped a heavy piece of equipment and like landed on the floor. Zero people came over to help me. <laughs> so awkward, <laughs> especially at the Jaland Y because everyone is there, yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. So back to my bedroom I went uh, to continue my workouts, and then I had friends that knew that I got certified, and they asked me if I would help them, and then that grew into kind of an outdoor boot camp. And then from there, I got a building, got some equipment, and got some girls over, and we started lifting weights. And then after that, I started a business. Um, Tell us the name of the business. Iron Betty's was my gym. That's such a badass name. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I really wanted a place, like a safe space for women to come where they didn't feel intimidated. They don't you know, have to worry about what they look like, and they can get some like real you know, one-on-one instructions. Well, that's the thing. You go to the gym, you might not know what this equipment is, what this machine does, or how to even load weights onto a barbell. And you certainly don't want to ask like some guy with, you know, his pecs (laughs) bulging from his t-shirt. So I like the idea of your iron Bettys where women can learn from other women. Exactly. So I felt like I did the hard work for everyone, which was going and embarrassing myself. Uh, <laughs> you took then, one for the team. <laughs> I really did. Definitely. And so I was like, oh, this would be great if, you know, females would have a place where they could learn and be open about not knowing and messing up or, you know, whatever. So I did that for maybe five years-ish. And then um, after that, I kind of wanted to spread my scope a little bit. So I um, went to school. I got a degree in health education and then worked a little bit in corporate health for a little while. Um, did some work for Volusia County, which was very eye-opening and very cool. I quickly realized that wasn't exactly my jam. <laughs> I really did like the one-on-one. And then from there, it just, again, kind of 
kept changing and I ended up working at uh, Deland Boxing and Fitness, which I currently work at still. Um, and then there was another tool that I had because I got to learn how to box and another way for me to get comfortable in an uncomfortable situation because I knew nothing about boxing. And that's a very intimidating sport to try to like, you know, to start, especially like when you're in your forties. So yeah, I did that and got really comfortable with that too. And so that was my kind of like home place where I was as far as training and then COVID. So when COVID happened, <laughs> I had to rethink everything all over again. I've always had a home gym because even though I'm a trainer, I like to work out at home. You know, I want to wear my crappy looking clothes. <laughs> you know, I want to you don't there. have to be all matchy matchy. Right. Yeah. With not, eyeliner. You don't, don't have, have to keep your mouth closed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really kind of transformed my gym or my garage into a gym during COVID and started training people out of there. It's amazing how we all transform things during COVID. I was teaching yoga. I was teaching nine yoga classes a week before COVID. Then all of a sudden I was teaching zero yoga classes a week. So I have a large outdoor pole barn at my house, which we turned into a yoga studio mm -hmm. <laughs> for nice. yoga. What would you say are some of the benefits that you receive from your personal workouts? Um. Do you mean the ones that I do myself or the ones that I do with clients? Let's start with you. I mean, why would a person who doesn't have um, current workout uh, regimen, why would they want to start? First of all, is just uh, kind of having a self-awareness of where you're at as far as your capability, just your everyday movement. People walk around and don't realize that maybe they're at a lower level of fitness until they take a fall or have to do something in a hurry and hurt have themselves. to come up my office stairs <laughs> right walking up the stairs <laughs> they're treacherous for those of you who are just listening from podcast land they were i just climbed up them <laughs> right uh so i would say that's that's one thing you need to get in touch with like where your health is at for your own safety if you want to be able-bodied to help someone else i feel like you have a certain responsibility to kind of know where you're at and what you're capable of so I think starting a program like that um, or for that reason, it's always good. And then of course, I mean, everyone knows it's no secret that working out is good for your health. Uh, for women, doing strength training is almost necessary to prevent osteoporosis, things like that. So those are like some of the health aspects, but there's this whole other side, which is like the mental aspect. And that's kind of what I get into with my clients um, as far as like, learning something new, achieving something that you thought you couldn't, and then having success is like, it's huge. It's life-changing. Um, besides all of the, I want to lose weight. I want to look good. I try to really get people to put that one aside when they come to see me because I'm like, you're, you're not going to care about that as much as you get excited about getting a new lift or running a mile for the first time. So I try to kind of give them that like perspective shift, like, that's great. And you know, those other, like those extrinsic, extrinsic things will happen, but you have to uh, embrace like the performance goals. And so I think that that's a huge thing that people maybe they don't realize, you know, how that's going to make them feel and carry over into other aspects of their life. I agree. You know, having a workout routine, number one, gives you confidence 
number two for me when I started running, it was something that like I started to not only crave like in my body, but also in my brain yeah. for what it would do as far as helping me to center. You were addicted myself. to running. I was absolutely addicted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like to say I'm addicted to walking because now running hurts my knees. <laughs> I do love running though. And I enjoyed boxing. Yeah, I, I enjoyed boxing. The I remember some some fellow with a cute accent like bashing me in the head with oh, a pool Trevor. noodle. Oh, that's Trevor. Trevor. Yes. With the pool noodle. <laughs> with the pool noodle. Because because apparently I don't block my face. <laughs> yeah, you always have to block your face. So Lori, tell us um, if you're a person who has no experience, um, like me, for example, my, my extent of experience is texting Lori, um, <laughs> why my weight has fluctuated 10 pounds in, in one day. And I know the answer is always the same, but I still have to ask. That's okay, I'll always so if you're, if you're in, you know, low level of uh, education on physical fitness and safety, what would you say is like a good starting piece of equipment for someone to to start a home gym because obviously we can't all get all the awesome equipment that you've accumulated and invested in over the years like right out of the gates right but what's a good way to start i would say uh, a good way to start is to maybe get one weight so a dumbbell or a pair of dumbbells and, or maybe a kettlebell or a medicine ball. It doesn't really matter. Just one thing that is going to give you some resistance. Um, you don't have to have like a giant array, but you're going to want things as you go and you get stronger and you get familiar with other moves. Definitely, you know, you'll want to have variety in there, but I'd say just starting with one weight of some sort is a good way to go. And I mean, like I said before, that's pretty much how I started. I think I had one pair of 10 pound dumbbells and i think i have those actual 10 pound dumbbells now See, at my house with this. they're they're like uh nordic track brand dumbbells and i'm certain they're yours oh yeah and okay. i still use them all the time <laughs> i probably had them for 15 years <laughs> so how much would you know a set of dumbbells or a kettlebell some how, how much are we talking about as far as an expense for a decent and- entry level in general, weights usually run about a dollar a pound. Okay. So yeah, just depending. I mean, when COVID happened, there was like a scarcity of weights, so you couldn't find any anywhere. And I think that the prices like they <laughs> jacked them up a little bit. But yeah, usually about a dollar a pound. And I can tell you this too that all of this equipment that I have in my gym is all used. Even when I had it my own gym, I always bought used equipment because weight is weight is weight. I mean. If you want something super fancy, you can absolutely get it, but you can almost always find it like on Craigslist or garage sales or because people buy fitness equipment and ditch it all the time, mm-hmm. you know, so it's pretty easy to find, hopefully now post-COVID. And yeah. what kind of space would you say somebody should start with? Should we designate like a space that's always for working out in our home or like in, you know, on the porch or Florida room or you know, do you think it should be the kind of thing where you can move around to any part of your house that you wanted to be in, no matter what day it was? Right. You know, I think that depends on the person. I really prefer to work out in a space where I can see outside. Seeing outside is very important to me. It's uh, the sunlight gives you energy. 
Um, not just staring at a wall because that's going to demotivate you pretty quickly, in my opinion. However, if you don't have a space like that, just having like a yoga mat with your weight that you can move around the house or you could take it outside and um, just have those two things together. And that could be like the world's smallest portable giant uh -huh. to start with. And then um, from there, usually what happens is if you get into it, you want to dedicate a space. And that's kind of nice because you know that that's just like your new space, you know. Where you can put up your motivational posters. Yeah, you got to hang your Arnold posters. Plaster <laughs> mm -hmm. heavy metal music. Yes. Oh, I, I do. That's I think that should be part of the entry level gym is a speaker to play oh, your yeah. tunes. You definitely oh, yeah. need a speaker. I and mean, a playlist. Your phones can be loud enough in certain spaces. Sometimes I'm lazy and I just play it on my Oh, phone. and you just play it on your phone. Yeah. Or you can put in the... Your earbuds. Phone. Yeah, definitely. So you have a beautiful home gym, gym, which our listeners will be able to see on our Instagram at Dirty Hands Podcast. Tell us about the equipment that you have in your home gym and you know, sort of how often you use certain things uh, without giving away too many trade secrets. Sure. Um, so let's see. The thing I use the most is probably my squat rack. That is just a way for you to get your barbell off the ground. Now, of course, if people are just starting out, they're not going to go out and grab a barbell right away. But um, eventually when you start to lift heavy weights, like you're going to want to use it. So I've got a squat rack. Um, I've got a rack with an array of dumbbells, anywhere from 5 to 65, I think. I've got two kettlebells, a jump rope, and a bag, because uh, I do boxing workouts in my gym, too. She's a really good jumper roper. <laughs> practice, Seriously. Practice, practice. You can jump rope like I don't even know how to describe it, but you're really good. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm terrible at jumping Float rope. like a butterfly, sting like a bee. <laughs> I, I love she teaching does. people how to jump rope, too. That's it's pretty fun. Oh, it's probably funny, too. It is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but we all laugh. We laugh together. Uh -huh. um, and then Laughing brings calories. <laughs> I also have a leg press. Now, that's something I had at my gym. You had that at Iron Buddies. Yes, I had mm -hmm. that at Iron Buddies. So I did not want to get rid of it. I love my leg press. Um, so that's kind of a luxury that I have. What about those ropes? Battle those ropes? ropes? Yep. Battle ropes, yes. Yep, I have some of those too. I don't use those as often. I think it's just they're cumbersome to kind of like find the Move space. Move around. Yeah. And I'm, they're big, yeah. Yeah, they take up a lot of room uh, once you have them out and you're using them. So, But I do have them and I do use them with clients. And then a bench, of course, like bench is super helpful. I like how you don't, it's, it doesn't sound like you have the typical elliptical or treadmill setup that most people consider <laughs> their home gym. No, I like to be outside. So if mm -hmm. I can do my cardio um, outside, I like to run. So I run outside unless it's too cold because I'm a total wimp about <laughs> running in the cold. Um, it's never been too cold for me to run <laughs> because I'm sweating in 39 <laughs> seconds after starting. I, just, I don't like the, the burning, my lungs burning and then mm. my ears start the to cold hurt like, immediately. Yeah. yeah. Even in like 20 degree weather, I'm out there in a tank top similar to the one I'm wearing now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we have our dedicated space. We have our basic equipment. How do we get started? So there's 8 billion ways to get started. Um, the internet is just overrun with fitness information now. Like it's a huge industry. Um, 
there's so many, there's like gimmicky workouts. There's, you know, get fit really fast workouts, all of that. Uh, I'm really old school with how I train. <clears throat> so I really just believe in beginning with like your foundational uh, strength training and then adding in whatever cardio you find enjoyable. So a lot of people wouldn't even know where to start with basic foundational lifts, like squatting, deadlifting, bench pressing, things like that. So obviously you can go online and you can watch a video and learn like that. But I would really recommend, even if you're going to be a person that works out at home, going to see a trainer maybe three or four times just to learn those basic lifts so that, you know, you're doing them safely and your form is good. Um, you can also maybe go to a group class and get an idea there too. But I would say if you can invest just in having a few sessions with a personal trainer to get you started and tell them that up front, you know, I just want to learn some basic strength training and then I want to take it home so that I can do that myself on my own. Um, if you can find someone that you really trust and do it that way, that's probably the best just for safety so that you know what you're doing. Um, as far as figuring out what you want to do, I tell people all the time, the workout that is good is the one that you're actually going to complete. Uh, so there's no particular one that is going to be better than the other one. Uh, as far as like, if you're doing strength, there's lots of variety. There's lots of ways you, you can do it. So you have to find something that you actually enjoy because you shouldn't have to push yourself through a workout every day that you hate. So find something that you like to do. And the same goes for cardio. If you, if you like to walk outside, then that's your deal. That's what you're going to do. Don't make yourself go and pound out an hour on the elliptical just because you're trying to get that calorie burn because. Do you know how many of those little mini trampoline people that do the, the TikTok videos or Instagram videos. I, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I just follow these people and that's all they're doing is their they're husband is sitting on, on the, the couch. There you go. Their yeah. husband is sitting on the couch watching television and they're doing their little mini trampoline workout, getting their good cardio in. And a lot of them, they're wearing really cute outfits when they do it. So <laughs> whatever makes you feel good. <laughs> That's probably the biggest hurdle is that people overcomplicate exercise and fitness. And I just say, you just start somewhere. It doesn't really matter. Go out for a walk, grab that jump rope, jump on your trampoline. Be careful with the jump rope though, guys. I'm telling you, some of us are a little bit clumsy. It can be dangerous. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think seeking out a professional, especially if you're starting out in strength training, is always a good idea. There's lots of classes. You don't have to go and join like a big box gym. You can just find an individual that will spend, you know, an hour with you, maybe three or four times until they feel like you've got forms down. And then from there, you could go on and research different avenues as far as like putting workouts together. I mean, there's so much stuff on YouTube and I work for a company which I have never mentioned that. I don't think. No, <laughs> plug your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so my other plug. I work for a tech startup called Future, and it is online personal training. So I'm a performance coach there. How it works is people sign up for the app, they choose their coach, and then I get on uh, FaceTime with them, we chat, and then I design a workout especially for them. So all those people, or most of them, are working out at home. Some of them take the app to the gym. But it's the same kind of premise. Like, I teach you what to do. They send videos of me doing their exercises. I correct their form. It's very personalized. So um, 
that's another thing, another way that I train besides teaching my group classes and having my one-on-one clients. How much would a person expect to pay for those initial classes with a personal trainer, whether it's at the gym or at their home? It it definitely depends, but I would say expect to spend anywhere between probably 30 and $65 for an hour, um, depending on the trainer, their experience. Some trainers will do partner workouts, which I do too, and let you split costs. So I think that that's, that's pretty much a good range uh, to uh, expect when you're going to hire someone like one-on-one. I think that's very reasonable for the education yeah, that you're extreme. getting. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that like mechanic labor costs more than that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it does. I know lawyer, lawyer, uh, lawyer, lawyer hours cost a lot more than that too. I'm sure. Yeah. So before a person uh, actually starts out, they, they have their, their workout and they're going to do it. Do you recommend that they do something to um, warm up their muscles before they start uh, strength training? Yes. And that's also going to depend on the person. So going out for a 10 minute brisk walk, um, I think is great because it just wakes your mind up and it gets you in that mode for exercise. Um, when you just go out cold into a gym or your office or your living room, wherever you're at and you just grab a weight, you're kind of, you're not there mentally yet. So, uh, getting out walking for 10 minutes is a great way to kind of get you set and ready to go. And then once you really get into, um, the lifting a little bit more, then you're going to want to start doing some mobility exercises. That's something that I do before I lift every time and um, flexibility work too, which I do less of because I don't like doing it. <laughs> but I, that's I where Tammy could help you. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, you guys could trade <laughs> yoga and... Um... And I love yoga, but I will not do it uh-huh. on my own. I just won't. And that's funny because for a period of time, I did teach at a CrossFit box because you know those people when you're lifting weights you're shortening 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 absolutely tendons and ligaments all that connective tissue and so in yoga we want to stretch all of that back out so yes we can talk later about Uh (laughs) oh and i'll have to tell you about the special yoga that tammy's gonna have to teach the old caveman oh okay yeah it's not like that guys (laughs) (laughs) it's just for getting old Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. What do you think about resistance bands? Is that something, a good investment for someone to have in their little personal home gym? Yes, I, I absolutely do. Um, there's so many different types now too, which is pretty great. The, uh, the mini bands, the cloth little loops um, are fantastic. Um, also the ones that have the handles on them. A lot of people buy those resistance bands that look like Noodle, so whenever a client says oh i have these i'm like just throw those in the trash <laughs> recycle them whatever you're doing good uh-huh. to know you probably just saved me 24 dollars <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah, all good tips so yeah resistance bands uh super helpful especially like if you're traveling or if you just want to start there that's a good way to start with resistance training so it's still gonna do the job i have a little stepper like a miniature stepper mm-hmm. and you, I mean, you just step, 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 step for however long you want to step and adjust the resistance with a little knob on the front. I mean, it definitely gets you a decent little workout. It probably gets your calves burning. Well, yeah. And a little bit in your glutes, but it's also 
really small and you can just put it wherever you i mean it, fits it can go in, in like your shoe closet two by two <laughs> area right, yeah right mm -hmm. and actual steps work pretty good too yes <laughs> yes <laughs> so i tell people if you have stairs at your house that's a tool um if you even if you have like five outside you can unless use, you're super clumsy if you're, um, they don't want you falling down the hey, stairs. i am the clumsy <laughs> oh my gosh I am so clumsy. I told my son that I was going to have uh, a show called Weekly Gym Injuries with Lori because I hurt myself constantly. But that's because I get in a hurry and I'm training and like changing weights for people and I'm just always banging myself up. <laughs> well, we also got to um, talk to your mom. So she's going to be on the podcast as well since she has all of the granny DIY skills. So that was really, really cool. Hard act to follow. Oh, I think you do pretty well. Um, I want you to talk about uh, some of the other stuff that you DIY as well. Um, you redid your beautiful room in your house. She did from the floor, uh, I mean, studs to, um, you know, whatever it's called, whatever the saying is, <laughs> soup to nuts. Um, she did that. Um, she's also an amazing photographer and artist. So tell us a little bit more about all your other DIY things. Blow me up. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. DIY stuff at home. Yes, I just uh, redid a utility room, which sounds pretty boring, but I was super excited about it. Um, we and... didn't see the picture. It's awesome. <laughs> so that was when I moved into the house, there was a ton of stuff. Uh, in the storage and I found a window in there and I was like, I think this might fit into this area where there was jealousy windows that were broken out and just really horrible looking. So um, that part I did have to get help with. I had a framer come in, but um, I tried to make use of things that I have at the house. Um, so that's, that's kind of my knack, I guess, is I'm pretty resourceful about reusing things that aren't being used that are already there that mm -hmm. I don't want to buy. <laughs> and she makes really cool art with things that she reuses too. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Something that you have in common with your mother. <laughs> exactly. And I get that stuff from her for sure. Um, you know, like we're doing something and she'll look around and say, oh, that'll work. Yeah. Give me that. You know, so I think I learned and my dad was super handy too and a woodworker and, you know, we were always, you know, we were very outdoorsy, you know, this is back in the 80s, so <laughs> everybody was. Uh, so I, I learned a lot from them about making do with what you had at home and um, fixing it yourself. Plus, I hate asking for help. So I'll try to do it myself. I'll try to do a bad job myself before I call someone <laughs> to do a good job. <laughs> and then if I, if I have to fix it, then I'll call someone. Mm. You do a pretty good job yourself, though. Thank you. I, I remember when you got the mulch load. At Rich oh, Avenue. That was fun. Yeah, she got she got the chip drop, right? <laughs> but it was just her all by herself and it was literally like, like it had right been two <laughs> loads of mulch. It was like as big as the truck, probably. Yeah, yeah pitchfork for the best friends <laughs> uh -huh. for three days. Well and that's a good workout too. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that that's something that people discount is um, the workout that you can get out in your yard, shoveling mm -hmm. or sweeping or Pulling weeds. Pulling weeds. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad that you I try to do squats so... when I pull the weeds. <laughs> there you go. Use good uh -huh. form. But that's the people don't think about that. Like the biggest key to weight loss is that daily movement. It's not that 
45 minute workout that you did. It's what you've done the entire day over a week, over a month, and then over a year and then years. And, you know, people just think like, oh, I'm going to work out, you know, an hour a day for three months and then, and then everything will be better. And then I get fit and then I can just quit, you know, yeah. good. But that daily movement is so important. It counts for so much. So if you're sitting all day and then you do a 45 minute workout, it's really not enough. You have to get around and move and walk. I'm a busy person. I like to work with my hands. If I could just work on a farm, I would. And <laughs> I'm currently trying to figure out how to do something like that. Um, and seeing my mom, I mean, you guys met my mom, so you know, mm -hmm. she, she doesn't sit still. Um, and she, she works a lot and she enjoys it. So you have to find something that you like to do for yourself. And then that health benefit will come without even thinking about it. Gardening, mowing the lawn, mm -hmm. mowing <laughs> the lawn is a great workout. <laughs> I don't like vacuuming, but you know, yeah, the burns calories too. Mm -hmm. Well, you had mentioned injury. Um, and that's where I seem to find myself all of the time when you're, if you're doing repetitive action, like running or things like that, then you do sometimes risk injury. Um, one of my problems is whenever I experience that injury, I'm so used to the calorie burn that I always gain weight when I become immobile because I can't run or can't do the same activity that I did. And, um, and then I never change my food intake. <laughs> and so then the pounds come on. Um, but do you have any recommendations for uh, people who may be experiencing um, injury that limits their, their mobility or their movement? I feel like there's almost always something that you can do. Um, for instance, I had a client that had a shoulder injury um, and I was like, well, there's a lot of other things that we can do. Leg day every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one wants that. No. <laughs> um, but you finding different ways to stay active, just like, like I said, on a daily basis, um, even if you're walking, even if you're swimming, you know, swimming great. Um, and finding something a little more gentle like that or yoga, if you've got like a weightlifting injury and moving to that, but just dead stopping is only going to mess with your head. So finding another outlet is always good, even if it seems silly or you think I am way too fit to do that kind of class, <laughs> um, do that class because it's going to keep you stimulated. You're going to learn something new. Um, and then, you know, let that injury heal. And that's another thing is letting the injury heal and not trying to jump back into something before it's time. I found that most people too, like, especially like both of you guys have both trained me in yoga and regular fitness. Um, most of the time, and a good instructor has, a, you know, an alternative for the injured part of your body if you ask. Oh, for sure. Or if you're just hurt, you know, if you're just like... sore, you know, um, and I can't do, you know, pigeon pose or whatever, then you can give me some sort of alternative. Oh, yeah. Movement. I am like the queen of modifications. <laughs> but that's how I get people to keep coming to class or not cancel their appointments. Right, right. Because I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. Just come. Yeah. And, and we'll and we'll figure something out. And I mean, I've, I've literally just taken people on walks before because some people won't do that. And walking is huge. And that's the first thing I encourage with all my clients. Like, do you have a walking program? You don't have to run. Everyone's always scared that I'm going to make them run because I like to run. <laughs> um, 
but walking is is really the best thing that's what we're meant to do so it really is the best thing that you could do for your health if you're just starting out mm-hmm. i love walking i'm a walker you like walking too. i love walking mm-hmm. i like being outside me right, too right. yeah what about rest days rest days i love rest days mm-hmm. um i think rest days should be put into your program wherever they feel right to you so for me I can do three hard workouts and then I'll take a rest day. And then maybe I'll do two hard workouts and take a rest day. Um, Sometimes I know if I have an event, I'll plan my workout around that. But resting is important. And the more fit you are, your rests can be super active. So rest days can vary for, you know, everyone. But a rest day, you know, obviously doesn't mean sitting on the couch and, you know, stuff in your face all day. Because that's Mm going to negate all the work that you did that week. So, um Yes, rest day is important, but keep it active and do something good for yourself. So a rest day might look like taking a walk. Yes, exactly. Or going to the spa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> going to the spa. I don't know why great. I said that. I never, I've been to a spa one time. <laughs> but other people like it, I hear. So well, I, I, would, I keep wanting to go to that one uh, over on the east side and get the, uh, they have like a full body scrub. It just looks so nice. They like exfoliate you and they put all this lovely. Oh, they scrub you. Yeah, they scrub you. Wow. I don't know why, but that just sounds nice. <laughs> it sounds relaxing and like you'd be really clean afterwards. Right. <laughs> Sauna, that's a one I do like. Oh, yeah. And there's an ice room at Bodhi, correct? Salt room. Or salt room. And an infrared, infrared sauna. But mm-hmm. ice, um, the cryotherapy is also really good for um, injuries for from running or work, mm-hmm. working out. Um, it, you know, he helps the body to heal super fast. Um, what about working out on an empty stomach? Yes or no? I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say yes for a couple reasons. If you're going to do cardio. Um, so you don't throw up. Yeah, it doesn't feel good <laughs> uh-huh. if you have a full stomach. Um, so if I'm doing like a morning workout, normally I won't eat. I do eat sometimes if I know I'm going to be lifting heavy. I'll have something and then wait, you know, 45 minutes and then I'll lift just so I have like a little bit of calorie energy in there, but, uh, don't overthink it once again, <laughs> but don't, don't eat a bunch of food and do a conditioning workout or a boxing workout. I've seen a lot of people Oof. do. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we used to run around the town with you and people be falling out, thrown up, <laughs> <laughs> trying to run. I won't mention any names, but you know who you are. I've made a few people throw up. <laughs> so, Lori, what, if you could give um, our listeners any piece of advice, what would it be? Hmm. And it doesn't have to be about fitness. It could be about anything. Well, I, I really feel like fitness and just life kind of go together. I mean, at this point, for me, it's like brushing my teeth. Um, so I think the biggest thing I could tell people is to take it easy on yourself. People beat themselves up so bad for either having gained too much weight or um, missed a workout or they went on vacation and or they ate too much. <laughs> yeah. And, and it stops you from progressing. It'll stop you in your tracks because you're just like, well, I screwed that up. So who cares? You know? And so I tell people, I'm like, be easy on yourself. This is not, this is a long game. And it's not, you know, just like I said, it's not a three month program where you just like get magically fit and then you're done. So you have to do this over a lifetime. You can't expect yourself to, you know, 
hit every single workout or stay your perfect weight forever and it's going to fluctuate. So I, I think I say that's my biggest piece of advice because that is the thing I hear most from clients and most of my clients are females. And as you know, we are way hard on ourselves. Yes, we are. So yes, forgive yourself and keep it moving. Keep it moving. I like that. What's on your playlist? Oh my gosh. She has great playlists too. I don't Tammy's know. got I don't some know. They're really good all playlists. over the place. <laughs> if I'm working out, I'm either listening to rap or metal. Those are my two go tos <laughs> for my workouts. And then everything else to listen to is all over the board, and I couldn't even explain. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like us. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you coming in and meeting with us today and helping our listeners to be able to witness the fitness a little bit. Ooh, I like that. Better. Witness the fitness. I stole that from an old friend. I can't I can't take credit for it. Uh, my, my old friend, Matt Brown, may he rest in peace. Um, but yeah, the, the, you're definitely helping our listeners witness the fitness. So, awesome. Um, we really appreciate that. Well, thanks for having me. This has been super cool. Mm -hmm. And I was super nervous, but now I, I think it was good. We're nervous <laughs> every time. <laughs> Until next time, get out there and get your hands dirty. And we'll keep digging for more ways you can do, do it, it yourself. yourself.